Hello, I'm Alec Wilkinson and welcome to episode 19 of Sailing Uncovered in which we will be talking about not one but two sailing world championships. Coming up, the world championship that you and I could take part in, the e-sailing world championships. More on that in a moment, but first let's talk about the proper world championships, the big ones that are happening in Aarhus, Denmark, uh, from the end of July right through the first 12 days of August. Not only are all the top sailors going because, of course, they want to be crowned world champions, but also it's one of very few opportunities for them to qualify their nation to the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. It can seem a little bit complicated on how they qualify or don't qualify for the Olympics, but basically, if you're in the top eight in the medal race, the chances are that you will qualify your country to go to Tokyo. So I took myself off to Marseille to the World Cup Series final, where many of the top names who will be in Aarhus were competing, and took a little walk around the boat park to see who I could find. Is Hannah Mills, the British Olympic champion in the 470 women, a new partnership for her. Saskia Clark retired after after Rio, so Ailey McIntyre has uh, taken up the uh, crew position. Hannah, uh, how's the new partnership working out? Looking at results so far this season, it seems good. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, Ailey's kind of the same age difference that Sass and I was, but obviously the other way around. So she's younger than me, uh, which is quite interesting sort of dynamic switch um but it's great you know she's so motivated so keen and just dedicated to to the job and to trying to be the best crew she can possibly be uh so it's an absolute joy to kind of work with and it really motivates me um which is really important obviously with uh, two years left to tokyo now um motivation's sort of the biggest part of it and i think when you've been doing it for such a long time um, it's the one thing that can sort of sometimes lead to not getting the results you want. So, yeah, it's, it's going really well. We've, we've gelled really quickly. Um, and we've had some really obvious big things to kind of work on straight off the bat. So the kind of progression has been uh, has been a really nice sort of quick pace. Um, and we really feel like we're kind of getting to a good place now. So, yeah, it's exciting and can't wait to see what we can do this summer. Going into the World Championships in, in Aarhus in, in Denmark, um, Obviously, you always go there to win, but is that realistic as a new partnership? Um, I'd certainly like to hope so. Yeah, you know, we're every event we go to, we're kind of pushing to try and win and to be on the podium and to be fighting for the medals because the more experience we can get at that as a team and the more pressure medal races we can sort of get under our belt before the games, then all the better, I think, in terms of preparation. So, 100% we'll be targeting the world as our kind of peak event this year to try and. Uh, bring our own game but then certainly I'm sure everyone else will as well it's, it's the first opportunity for selection for the Olympics um, in terms of countries so it's going to be a tough event um, but I'm, I'm just really excited for our kind of first big event together as a team. Conditions in Aarhus have you been up there and wrecked them um, do you know them and, and what can you, we expect what will you be expecting on the water? I've not been to Aarhus actually, but uh, the 470s did have a Europeans there a couple of years ago and Ailey was there, so she's been, so she's kind of filled me in on her experiences there. Um, it sounds like any sailing venue, you know, it's going to be tricky, there's going to be wind coming off the land, so it's going to be shifty and, and, and difficult. Um, but then equally, apparently, you know, it can fill in through a gap and be reasonably stable with some, some reasonable sized chops. So, like any sailing venue, I think it'll be an all-rounder 
But, but I, I remember four years ago, the last World Championships in Santander, you know, the, the wind had a tendency to be a little bit light, a little bit uh, fluky and, and didn't turn up at all some days. Um, we're expecting stronger breeze, aren't we, in Aarhus? I think so, yeah. Although my memory from Santander is not that. I think oh, maybe really? we, yeah, because it was a bit staggered, wasn't it, at the starts? And so I think we had some pretty big days in uh, Santander. But yeah, I think Aarhus is it's going to be reasonably good wind from all accounts. So fingers crossed for that. Thanks, Hannah. Good luck. Well, looking over the boat park as the breeze gets up, let's uh, walk over to the 470 men's. Well, we've got all the stars on the show today. Matt Belcher uh, of Australia joins us now. Um, and I'm looking at your boat. Uh, you've given it the name Just Go With It for this season. So every every year we, we get a new boat and we name it after a Nicole Kimmer movie. And, um, you know, it's pretty pretty special. It makes the selection quite difficult because, you know, she's got a lot of really good movies and we try and apply, um, I guess, not so much... You know, more the situation for the name, you know, relative to, to us. And like when my, my son was born and we named uh, our boat, uh, you know, Happy Feet. And, and just go with it this year was more that, you know, to try and balance some other forms of sailing, I guess professional sailing with our Olympic program and, um, you know, have a bit more balance in, in the, around the family, uh, family life. And I guess it was just, you know, just go with it. It just sort of sums up this year a bit uh, until we can really, you know, start to, to push forward and, in a lot of areas and, and I guess get ready for, for Tokyo. But the first time you did it, Nicole Kidman phoned you up, didn't she? Um, she phoned um, actually uh, Malcolm, Malcolm's mobile and uh, it was really interesting because he bumped her away, we were in a, we were in a debrief uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, I got the voicemail. <laughs> but that was, a little, that was a little while ago, you know, for us it would be fantastic getting in contact with her. Um, I'm sure she, she'd probably be aware of it by now, um, but you know, it's just it's a great tradition for us um, and it's something I guess continue with the legacy of, of Australian 470 and it's just a nice little bit you know that we can we can do our part and hopefully in the future um, you know that can continue. Okay well let's let's look ahead a little bit to the world championships in, in Aarhus in Denmark uh, what sort of conditions are you expecting I've just spoken to um, Hannah Mills she thinks it could be pretty varied. We should probably have a better idea than me <laughs> we did you know we did the Europeans there uh, a couple of years ago um, yeah I, I love I love love the city it's fantastic unbelievable good you know coffee which is um, it's really important that's good to know uh, a lot of a lot of Aussies over there as well and um, yeah the sailing conditions yeah I think you know you can expect anything and everything um, and that's what makes it challenging and that's you know it's a perfect venue for a world championship to get that diversity and and to have that challenge and you know as a sailor you, you got to be good in everything and um, it's nice when you hopefully you have those conditions to be able to, to prove that. Um, and important psychologically as well for you guys to go there and do the business because it kind of takes the pressure off. Yeah, you know, a lot of teams are, are building up. You know, that's obviously the main event for this year. Um, you know, to tick that country qualification off uh, is going to be really critical. And, you know, the, the spots, um, particularly with, you know, continental and regional qualifications, um, slightly different way to qualify your country. Um, you know, these key events like Aarhus are getting smaller and smaller in terms of opportunity. I think we have seven or eight, um, you know, spots for, for us. Um, so we're hopefully we can get one of those. But, you know, the depth and quality in our fleet, that's like being seven or eight in the world, you know. And, um, sport, sport, anything can happen. So for us, we're really preparing for that. Um, you know, and really, um, you know, hopefully, we can take that off this year. Best of luck. Thanks.
let's move down the boat park to the Finns and the big men of sailing and Georges Zarif of Brazil. Uh, Georges, uh, we were just talking to Matt Belcher about the, um, the name he's, he's got on the back of his boat. It's sort of handwritten in a marker pen. It's a Nicole Kidman film. Uh, you've got Al Hamid uh, written on the back of your boat. Uh, tell us about that. This was the, la the last uh, name of boat that my father had. Uh, he died in 2008. And uh, it's like an Arabic name. Al Hamid? Yeah, it's an Arabic name. And uh, my, my grand-grandfather was from Lebanon. So I think it's because of it that my father gave this name. And so I, I, now all my boats, my new boats has this, this name as well. So it's kind of a nice uh, reminder and memory of your father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so looking ahead to Aarhus, um, what, what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge uh, of sailing on Danish waters? Well, I've been there twice, uh, 10 years ago for the youth wards in the laser and last year for the test event and uh, both races were really hard. We had a strong wind some days, light wind on other days. Uh, it's really hard to, for me at least, it's really hard to see the, sh the, the puffs coming in the water. You have to pay attention a lot in the clouds. So then you have uh, some clouds of raining. Uh, it's a pretty hard place to, to, to sail. And uh, you have to be prepared for everything. And what about the, the positive? What, what are you looking forward to most? Well, this is, uh, in my opinion, after the Olympics, the, the most important event of the, the Olympic cycle because is the first event that qualifies you to the Olympic Games. If you don't qualify now, your next chance is just next year. So uh, it's going to be really hard to qualify. We just have eight eight uh, things qualifying this year, eight nations. Uh, so this is like, pretty much my target to to qualify the country right now, and then I can be a little bit more relaxed and don't think so much about qualifying the countries uh, the other year and. I can think a little bit more of the conditions in Tokyo and more about what I have to do to to do a good result in Tokyo and not to qualify the country. Let's talk about Brazilian sailing, a long tradition in the sport. How are you set up? How's it looking for Tokyo? I think we had uh, two of two of the best in Torben and Robert, uh, both with five medals. Uh, Torben Grail and Robert Scheidt, yeah. Actually, Robert will be my coach in Aarhus. It's going to be his first time and my first time with him. So I'm uh, really excited to maybe start working with him. So, so how do you convince one of the most successful Olympic sailors ever uh, to come and help you out? Well, he, he loves Olympic sailing. Uh, after he quit the 49er in last year, I talked to him a few times uh, just after he, he, he said he was retired. I called him to congratulate him, thanked him for everything he made for our sport. And uh, this year, uh, my Spanish coach Rafa left for Australia. I had this crazy idea. I called the Olympic Committee asking if they could support this crazy idea. And they said they, they loved the idea. I called the Robert. I said that. Uh, what I was looking for, if he could help me, and uh, I think he, he liked it. He said that he wanted to give back to Brazil a little bit of uh, his experience as well. And, uh, and where in particular do you think he can help? 
Well, he he's uh, maybe a top three of all time. So in a lot of areas, we already did one training in Italy, and uh, he helped me a lot uh, with tactics, some tricks in the starts, in the even not knowing the thing so so much. He has a so good eye that uh, he told me, ah, I think you have to change the position of your feet in the down end, you have to do that, you have to do this. And uh, he's such a perfectionist that uh, after two, two days, he said, ah, I saw the video of the medal race of London, I saw that this medal race, I saw this medal race, I saw that medal race. Uh, the guy is doing this, you are doing that. So he studies a lot. He is a guy that uh, if he starts to do something new today, he will be good because uh, he, he doesn't, uh, he studies everything yeah. as much as he can and he does and he trains as much as he can. Uh, I had the privilege to train with him when I was a teenager in the laser and I could see how hard he was preparing himself physically, mentally and uh, in all the aspects of, the, of sailing. And uh, for sure, it's something that I try to, to, to copy. It seems from recent results that the training with Robert Scheidt is already having an effect. So uh, best of luck for Aarhus. Thank you very much. And the World Championships get underway in Denmark on the 30th of July with the medal races starting on Thursday the 9th of August and they run through the weekend. And you can see it live on all the various world sailing uh, social channels and in some countries for the medal races you'll be able to watch it live on TV. For example in New Zealand I know Sky Sports will be showing it. Right, well, there's another World Championship underway already. It's the e-sailing World Championship. It's basically a set of inshore regattas that we can all play online. The season will come to a climax uh, when the top virtual sailors will be flown to Florida, Sarasota, no less. Uh, they'll be flown there to race in the final in front of a packed audience. I was at the launch at the World Sailing HQ in London I have to say, look pretty realistic on the big screen when they got some top young sailors to have a go. Uh, so we'll hear from them and what they thought of it in a moment. But first, Philippe Guignet, whose company Virtual Regatta created the game on how to get involved. Very simple. You download the app or you go on the website, virtualregatta.com. You have links from uh, World Sailing website, of course. And it's free, right? Yes, it's free. You, you, you download, you, 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 you create an account. Uh, you can play as guest also. We will have different challenges during all this period. And at the end of every challenge, there, you will have a ranking, you will get points. And all this goes in the global e-selling world championship ranking. The top thousand of this ranking will go to the uh, playoff. The playoff will happen at the end of September. 1,000 players qualified from the challenges all year long. And during this playoff, we will um, have uh, four male uh, best players and four female best players. They will be invited to Florida, Sarasota, to play in, a, in an arena. And uh, in the end, we will have the the e-sailor e of the year, male, and the e-sailor of the year, female. So. That's how it will happen, and uh, we will have probably something like one month off, and after we, be, we will start the next championship for the next year. Now, at the launch here, you had um, five 
gamers, let's call them, but actually they were, they were young sailors, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and a, a Rio gold medalist as well. Uh, and we're going to speak to them in a moment. But it's not just for young people, is it? It's open to everyone. We have players from something like six years old and uh, the older players are over 85. Most of them are non-gamers. That's, that's what is very special with uh, Virtual Regatta. We have uh, sailing gamers, let's say, but uh, most of our players say we don't play another game. We, we just play Virtual Regatta. Now tell me a bit about Virtual Regatta, because it's interesting as a kind of from an entrepreneurial um, point of view as well. Yeah. Um, you started it well, over 15 years ago, I think. But it was not, re not really the same company. It was called Many Players, and we, we were doing games for casual play players based on sports, uh, but it was not about sailing. We, the first game was a football game. Uh, but but I, I guess that's my point. You, you had an idea, you had a concept, and you developed it over the years. So, so, and, and that's often the, the secret to success in business, is you've got to move with the times and, and, and change your plans and dreams. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, if uh, um, my passion is sailing, and uh, when I uh, started in my company, I didn't want to do any selling games. I thought it was dangerous for me. I would have been too much passionate or something like that. In the end, that's the best game I've done. So that's why in the end, we killed all the other games. We did the Tour de France uh, cycling game. We did the Roland Garros tennis game. We did the, uh, the Dakar uh, off-road game. We did the many games. Um, but selling was the best games we did. So that's why we decided to focus and to be the absolute leader in, in, in one sport. And, and probably it was a very good decision. Okay, well, let's hear from some of our young gamers then. Who have we got here? Aaron Holman. Marcus Tressler. Okay, so Marcus, you're the crew. Aaron, you're the helm. Um, you've been trying out this new virtual regatta. What do you think about it? I've really enjoyed playing the game. It's a little bit different to my day job, which is um, sailing our boat around the course. There's a lot of different elements to it. You're sort of being fed information and you're sort of reacting to it and steering the boat based on what you can see on the screen. So it's very different to sort of what I do in sailing, where it's all about feel and it's all about looking around and absorbing as much information as possible. You're sort of being fed the information and then you're sort of just um, basing all your decisions on what you can see on the screen. Um, but it was very good. It was very instinctive. Really enjoyed it. It reacted in a very similar way to uh, our boats do, which is a really nice thing to see, which could mean it could be a useful training tool in the future. Now, also having a go at the game is radial gold medalist from China in Rio 2016, Lily. How did you find it? The moment I tried it, I found it, oh, it's actually quite cool. And especially for me, uh, after, because... I've got some injuries that couldn't physically go out on the sea to sail. Maybe this is another solution. <laughs> Aaron was saying that, you know, compared to actually being on the water, obviously you're lacking a few senses, so you can't feel the wind, you know, and you can't, can't necessarily see a lot of the wind shifts on the water and so on. Um, how was it for you as far as the realism is concerned? Uh, I think I probably need to spend uh, more time and play more and then to get a sense of um, how they actually work all together. As we mentioned earlier, it's very fast processing and then we need to ma 
make quick decisions and then uh, in order to sell fast because normally in actual race we have an hour and here just for five minutes but actually in turn after playing in it it would it may help us on the water because it's, it's sort of feel a slower process and giving us more time to think so if I can master this e sailing championship well I'm sure it will help my actual sailing as well so you guys are 470 sailors you know um, you're, you're part of the the British squads um, part of the development team people listening to this who aren't top sailors how how would they find it do you think they can relate to it I mean we only had half an hour on the game really and we found it pretty easy to get to get to grips with the usability of the app and there's a whole less like sailing school on how the sailing works in terms of that side which obviously we understood but the the app's very simple to use and i think within half an hour to an hour for nearly anyone it'd be absolutely fine what about um teaching someone to sail would it be any good for that yeah i think i actually think it's got quite a lot of um value there it's uh i mean the sailing school i did have a quick look at it and it looks like it's um pretty comprehensive and it short, sort of shows how it all works, really, and it's a lot easier to do that than um, in a classroom. I thought that it had a lot of thought into it, and the graphics were very, very good, and I thought it had real potential, yeah. Well, gold medal in Rio. Do you think it's going to be a gold medal in the e-sailing world championship for you? Uh, I think <laughs> probably I'm not very confident in this because I'm not uh, a big fan of uh, those technical d devices. I would prefer that, um, fingers crossed, I can go back sailing as soon as possible. And so where, where are we with your career at the moment? What's the latest? Uh, um, I had two shoulder operation last year, last summer, and then now still recovering it. Originally, I was aiming for the World Championship this year in Aarhus, but the current situation is not very pleasant, so I need to uh, give it more time, be more patient, and um, probably try some sailing if I can't do too much, and see how I recover next year, and then maybe I can make a decision whether I will still campaign for 2020, 2020 yeah. Okay, well, best of luck, rest the shoulder and um, <laughs> you, use your wrist and fingers on the, uh, <laughs> on the old keyboard. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> You'll find links to the Sailing World Championship on our Sailing Uncovered Facebook page, as well as loads of other sailing info, videos, photos. It's a pretty good place to go if you're a sailing fan. Just, just check it out if you, if you haven't yet. Sailing Uncovered podcast on Facebook. And if you enjoy our podcast, please help develop it by telling your friends, spread the word, and also, if you can, become a patron. We'll have another packed show for you next month, but for now, from me, Alec Wilkinson, it's goodbye.